ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. I get it. Honestly, I am more excited in lockdown about sausage rolls than sex. Absolute fact. <laughs> fact. I don't even think that's lockdown. I think that's life. That's not specific. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at living with little ones in lockdown. I think what has become painfully obvious throughout this lockdown process is that everyone is dealing with it differently. Our situations are subjective, I suppose. I'm living with Erkan, so we're dealing with it as a couple. I know there's people out there who are single and going through it alone. And then, of course, there are people who have kids and are doing it as a family. Um, For me, I feel like, I feel pretty conflicted because on one hand, I think, God, it must be lovely to to know that every day it's going to be filled with laughter and chaos and wonderful experiences with these tiny little humans that you've created. But on the other hand, I can't help but think, I bet you the mums and dads out there are just dying for a little bit of peace and quiet. I bet you just one day they'd like to lie in and read a book or watch a Netflix series or have some time to themselves that was just theirs without their tiny little womb gremlins pulling on their sleeve every single step of the way. But of course, I don't know because I haven't got kids. So later in the episode, I will be welcoming the wonderful, the honest, the refreshingly brilliant Giovanna Fletcher to get her take on living in lockdown with little ones. Obviously, everyone knows that I haven't got kids at the moment, Um, and I'm sure everyone knows, God, I probably share far too much of my life saying this out loud, Um, but everyone knows that a couple of years ago, I was sort of meant to be getting married, and I kind of anticipated I'd have kids um, by now, but in retrospect, sometimes the worst things end up being the best things, (laughs) because I'm not sure I was ready to have kids, um, and I certainly wasn't with the right man. Um, I am with the right man now, or at least I think I am. <laughs> I know you've probably all heard me say that before, <laughs> but I'm still not sure I'm ready for kids. Like I'm struggling with this isolation process enough on its own. I can't imagine how difficult I'd be finding it if I had tiny little humans running around needing my attention and help all the time as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I would love kids to be in my future somewhere. And I'd hate to think that I'm not going to be a mom. I'm just not sure I'm ready for it yet. And sidebar, to any mummies and daddies out there, you guys are amazing. I proper take me hat off to you. You're incredible. <laughs> but I know that so many of you listening to this will have children and will be living life in lockdown with little ones. So even though I'm not going to be much help now, 
because I've decided to wait a while just to take me time and to stop rushing my life. <laughs> I thought I'd welcome someone who has loads of experience in the area. So hello Giovanna and welcome to episode three of Vicky Patterson, The Secret Two. Living life in lockdown with little ones. I mean, are there enough L's there? Is that enough of an alliteration for everyone? I don't even think I could say that. <laughs> Living in life in lockdown with little ones. You said it much quicker than me. It's a working progress. So for anyone who has been living under a rock, uh, Giovanna Fletcher is, oh my God. So I'm going to get a little bit fangirly here and I'm really sorry in advance. She is a triple threat. She's an absolute weapon of a woman, a powerhouse of a mother. She's an author, a podcaster, a mummy influencer. Oh, bollocks, I've had a parcel. No, hang on, bear with me. (laughs) Ah, The noise of podcasting remotely. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of cable I need to record this podcast I was anyway just in the middle of totally sucking you off and telling you how incredible you are as a person so she is a author podcaster really successful mummy influencer and just an all-round really nice woman so welcome babe it's wonderful to have you Thank you very much thank you I always find the introductions to podcasts really funny um, because often you, you know the person you're sat next opposite or you don't um uh, or you don't know them that well but they're someone that you really admire and you're kind of you never get a chance to kind of go you are an amazing person Do you know what I mean it's really yeah. weird <laughs> but you're kind of having to tell them in that little nugget because you know if someone's listening goes ah no don't fancy that listen to the introduction don't fancy listening to her <laughs> I've got no problem with bigging my guests up like I had Russell Kane on who's like such a huge comedy hero of mine yeah. Jamie Lang who's like a lovely pal but you as well but it just comes so easy to me to absolutely big you up because I, I love like your the vibe. I feel guy. Please <laughs> welcome Giovanna Fletcher. <laughs> um, so I've actually known you for years, Giovanna, haven't I really? Well, yes, I, and I don't think you ever, you didn't remember this for a while, <laughs> uh, but back in the day, I used to work for um, uh, an online website called Entertainment Wise, and they sent me along to MTV. They were like, there's this new show launching, you can know, you can do an interview you can do whatever you want so I watched Geordie Shore and I was like I'm gonna do a game of I have never and something else as well and I went along (laughs) and you were there and some of the others and I came away and I I absolutely loved you and I loved you even from watching the first couple of episodes I just thought you were so endearing and lovely but passionate and fiery at the same time um and I remember going into that room doing a game of I have never and coming out and thinking they have not been media trained. They do not, and it's so refreshing. I mean, they do not care at all what they say. They're just honest. They're just getting it, you know, putting it out there. And I just thought in a, in a time where everyone is so, uh, back then, they were so cautious of what they were saying and how they were being perceived. It was all about how they appeared. Um, I thought it was really refreshing. You in particular. Oh, thank you, Jay. Yeah. Well, so that, scary- well, how many years ago was that? So I was on Geordie Shore. I, I worked out the other day. It's about, I'm 32 now and I was like 21, 22 when I joined. So it's 10 oh. years, mate. 10 years yeah. it would have been. And the scary thing is as well, G, we actually had been media trained. <laughs> <laughs> so think about where we must have started if that was with training. <laughs> So bad, so bad. Um, at the time, like I can't apologise enough, but obviously it was just a conveyor belt of people. Oh no, and with. I totally got that. I totally got that. And to be honest, I wasn't at the magazine properly anyway. I was just someone they sent along and 
the light, see what you can get. And I was like, lovely, I love it. Um, <laughs> lovely excuse to watch a bit of reality TV. Um, but yes, but since then we've popped like we've um, we've crossed paths quite a lot. Lords of James, I remember on being on Loose Women. And you reminding me of, I thought it was going to be awkward enough because I'd been on a couple of dates with your brother. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, and they you really getting... plugged it as that. They oh. were like, you know, a future sister-in-law. And I was like, what? I'm just here. I've just had a baby. I'm just here to promote a book. <laughs> What's going on? Never mind the fact that me and Mario were really just mates and would be in for a Sunday dinner. But yeah, whatever it was to flog the show. And we just had to go along with it. So I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty awkward as it is. And then you reminded us that I'd met you bloody years ago I felt terrible (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you say you see so many different faces and I know that I wouldn't remember someone who interviewed me 10 years ago no matter how much you know I wanted to and how much I I was looking into them uh, looking at them for an hour there's just so much going on and I don't think it's a personal thing I think it's just a case of life is chaotic so I've never taken it personally don't you worry (laughs) Very gracious of you, G, I have to tell you. Anyway, I absolutely adore you now. And I just want to know how you are getting on in lockdown. How are you coping, mate? Uh, you know what? I think it's up, up and down. There are days where I'm just... But, and I think we're so lucky. And I think this has been something that's um, been the overarching thing. We know that we're so lucky We're so lucky to have a nice house, have a garden. We're back onto fields. We can go for our walk on the fields, knowing that we're not really going to bump into anyone. We can protect the boys from what's going on to a certain level. Um, And uh, and we both can work from home anyway. Tom's had a tour, well, moved, postponed. So he's Mm. home. And although we've got books and stuff that we have to work on, um, you know, we can be there for the kids. So at the moment we're doing it so that I do the homeschooling with Buzz. Tom is there with uh, Buddy and Max kind of just playing and stuff and mm-hmm. whatever else. And then um, we then we're trying to get our ma- main bulk of work done in the evenings. Because mm-hmm. what I've worked out is that I can't write and homeschool at the same time no. because, um, you know, you could be writing something and really into it. And then all of a sudden you're being asked something about a maths question. <laughs> A little wow. bit distracted. <laughs> yes, you do admin stuff. So my, but my overarching thing is that uh, my overarching thing is that we feel really lucky, but there are times where just the emotion of everything gets yeah. to you, and you know, not seeing your parents and you know your family yes. members and stuff. And and last night I had this moment where, so my dad and my um uh my dad and his partner had given me um fancy dress pirate costumes that they'd had for years they borrowed them years ago <laughs> they gave me them back about six months ago and they were still downstairs so I opened the bag and I was like oh, so I picked up the bag and I was like oh, I don't even need these costumes anymore because I think that's what a lot of people are doing at the moment using hmm. the time to spring clean but exactly. I opened the bag anyway and I just got this big you know waft of my dad Oh, the smell. Yes, I get it. Now, and I literally just sobbed into this plastic bag. And um, so suffice to say, I did not throw it away. I've just kept it for a day where I need to smell my dad. (laughs) But that's fine. You're allowed to feel those emotions. You are. That was a little pirate joke. You are. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last time I did that, I promise. (laughs) <laughs> but when you know your your situation is good, you've got a good one compared to many. You do feel that you don't that you, that you you feel guilty when you are finding it difficult. 
but then the things that unite us and I think that's the thing with having mum have a baby it's about not and this situation is the same it's about not comparing or not kind of going well I've had this so you can't possibly think that it's Mm. about finding that actually we're all in it and Mm. we can we have to to a certain degree think about how we can all relate to each other and how we are going through this similar thing and a lot of the different things it doesn't matter what you have you're still not seeing your mum you're still not seeing the people that you love you're still not you still don't have the same freedom or the same allowances that you normally would so everyone is is living a very different life that's it and I've I mean I don't want to get into it too much it's been gone over and over in the press but the Sam Smith thing the other week like when he came out and said he was struggling with the situation he was in and he got Mm. ripped to pieces which I don't think is conducive anyway at times like this when everyone's struggling I think we should always just be trying to understand each other rather than tear each other down regardless if Mm. if it came across as insensitive but we're all going through the same thing and it's subjective like we are everybody's situation is different but the common ground is you're right we're missing we're mums we're missing being able to go where we want to go when we want to go we're missing just being able to poodle around the supermarket and pick up our favorite bits like that is one thing we have all got in this together and I think that's what we need to be mindful of in it I put a post up about it the other day I just thought if I'm feeling like this I bet you they are other people feeling like this as well and it might be nice for people to know that everyone's not just doing yoga and baking banana bread and absolutely smashing lockdown (laughs) I've never known a time where the expectations on people are so high. I'm like, it's a freaking language. We don't need the added pressure. We should be accepting however anybody is choosing to get through this. Whatever works for you, isn't it? Yeah, because I think there's also that other element of, you know, when people start taking the mickey out of certain things, and you're like, oh, I do that. I've heard this thing um, the other day on a podcast I was listening to where someone was like, you know, and everyone's on Zoom doing their quizzes. I'm like, Zoom quizzes are getting me through. (laughs) I'm seeing my friends more now than I ever have. Like people, like friends who have kids, we're getting together on Zoom. Our kids aren't there because it's in the evening. We're having a drink. We're having a laugh. Something that we wouldn't have been able to do before without all the pressures of finding a babysitter, finding somewhere to go, getting somewhere too loud or we couldn't hear each other. I'm, I'm loving social life in lockdown. I, it's much better. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Giovanna Fletcher, better social life in lockdown. <laughs> bless you I do get it it must be really difficult with kids to have a semblance of a normal social life outside of lockdown anyway yeah like we had our um, anniversary this week and we had steak and chips had some wine and sat and watched dead to me because we just finished that series on Netflix which is amazing but then we were suddenly like it's on me to do this isn't actually that dissimilar to what we would be doing anyway like it probably is the same I probably would have put on a nice dress if we weren't in lockdown but you know it was a bit like well. um so yeah so I think usually it's made us realize how much our lives evolve around us being at home I think yeah. for us the added pressure is our kids being here as well yeah. all the time and of having course. to do this homeschooling and things like that so um yeah socially honestly I'm 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 loving this because there's nothing you just sit down there's no prep nothing you know you just sit down turn on like press a link and there's your mates yeah although we have prepared the quiz this week so you know oh my god tell tell me all about the quiz don't give anything away (laughs) but is it super difficult I can imagine 
Well, no. So we have decided to go a little bit visual on some. So we've oh. taken like um, bird's eye view of certain places that we've all been, um, yep. either together or separately. So they've got to pick those. We've done like a mashup of faces. So you've got to decide who those faces are. Nice. I've been on Facebook and screenshot loads of legs. So people have to decide whose legs they belong to. Whose leg is it um, anyway? <laughs> oh my gosh, there we go. I haven't come up with a title yet. I'm using that. Um, and then we're going to do um, like a name that tune. So we're going to text nice. the different people what their tune is and everyone else has got a guess. Simple You're things smashing. like that. You're smashing it. I should have had you on the social life episode. Social life in <laughs> lockdown should have been you. <laughs> you are, of course, married to the lovely Tom Fletcher, um, mm-hmm. who, I mean, I don't want to say I'm I'm looking at him with rose-tinted glasses on, but I imagine he's just a peach to be in isolation with, no? <laughs> He is in terms of, well, no, he is. I'm not, I'm not going to, yes, he absolutely is. Um, uh, so with the kids, especially, like, there's that thing of we are 50-50. There's no way either of us can do what we do without that. And we have very set roles. And he's not selfish at all in terms of what his contribution is in that. Yeah, I would say the only thing is our workloads in the evenings mean that we don't have that much time to kind of just, you know, all that couple time that you see other yeah. people having on, you know, social—that's not—that's not us. But I'm—I do feel really lucky because we don't argue, and we've been together for so long and known each other for so long. We've known each other now for twenty-two years. So, Jesus you know, Christ! Yeah, so he knows if I'm a bit grumpy, it doesn't really mean anything. Like you know, he knows if I'm a bit silent, I'm probably just having a little bit of a reflective tight like Mm. he knows it's nothing I don't neither of us feel like we have to be a certain way to keep the other one engaged or you know (laughs) yeah honeymoon period is well and truly over (laughs) yes and you know what I hope that during lockdown everyone sees the benefits of being comfortable with another person because we're all told that being comfortable there's this negative thing that comes with being comfortable comfortable is amazing like not feeling like you have to look a certain way be a certain way that you can sit in your emotions and not feel like oh, I can't show them this grumpy side there's so much good in that rather than having to put like portray this image that you're kind of then constantly trying to catch up with hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Say it louder for the people in the back, Jay. Like, (laughs) yes, I couldn't agree with you more. So for years, I spent, I spent, so many years of my life with the wrong fellas and 
I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like it was well yeah. documented. I've had some proper stinkers and some <laughs> real bad luck with men. Um, and I honestly believed, right, get on this, that love had to hurt. It had to, you had to be so into it that it would physically hurt you sometimes. And you'd constantly not know where you were at and you'd be jealous and you'd be paranoid and you'd be stressed. And I thought that meant I was just really in love. And weirdly, it took a nugget of wisdom from none other than Liam Neeson. <laughs> not said to us <laughs> was directly. Not said to us directly. I, fuck, I fucking wish. Um, no. <laughs> he, he said, love is the only thing in the world that shouldn't hurt. It should be easy and it should be, it should make you feel good. And at times you should have to work at it, but it should never hurt. And yeah. it just... In that moment. Because that, that person that you're with is meant to want to protect you from that pain. They're, more, exactly. they're, they're meant to want to, you know, hold you close and not let anything happen to you. And, and so for them to be the one that is causing that pain just doesn't make sense. But yeah. I think it's an age thing. And, I, and, I, and yeah. I would honestly say that me and Tom have had that, but we've grown, we've grown up together. You know, we've yeah. found a way to resolve each issue that we had. And um, so, yeah, so... You know, I, I honestly, I do think back sometimes and go, oh, do you remember the times back in, you know, oh, 20 years ago when we'd have an argument and storm out of the house and drive <laughs> off and be like, ah, yeah, rah, 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 rah. you know, do you remember those times when it was fiery? And But then you're kind of like, yeah, but I remember sobbing and crying oh, and, you know, and you don't want worst. that. Nah. I'd rather like, cry into a plastic bag over my dad. <laughs> That's how you get your tears these days, girl. No shame. No shame in your game. <laughs> but it is lovely. Like, I'm in lockdown with Erkan. And I think I'm sort of somewhere in between what you described before. And, and you mentioned, like, you're not getting that really lovely one on one time with Tom. But we are getting some of that lovely, smug, just couple, couple moments where it's just us and we're watching a film and we're cuddling. And I've seen your, nice. like, little... um little uh your little food the trays like gorgeous food that you lay out before your movie nights that's what I'm more jealous of not that you're probably touching each other and like we're literally if we're if our hands are touching during a film that's that's like intimacy for us that's but raunchy guys, that's raunchy yeah <laughs> but well, I'm more I'm jealous doing... of the food that's out it's you're incredible not I get honestly I do when you post those well, when you post those photos, I do find I spend a good couple of minutes going, now, I wonder how much of that she's eating. How much, what would I go for? <laughs> so nothing about the relationship, just whether she's going for the sausage rolls or the dips first. <laughs> I get it. Honestly, I am more excited in lockdown about sausage rolls than sex. Absolute fact. <laughs> fact. I don't even think that's lockdown. I think that's life. That's not specific. <laughs> so many things about you which I've mentioned before and I'm not going to embarrass you by going into them all again um because you strike me as someone who'd get lovely little rosy cheeks if I if I kept embarrassing you um but what I do really like about you is the authenticity that you display on social media you're gorgeous your husband is like the lead singer of of a band your kids are great you're both successful you're creative gorgeous house you could quite easily go on social media and just dick swing for days mate you could act <laughs> like your life was golden and nobody would ever question you would just be like yeah she is the duck's nuts and our life reflects that but actually what makes you so incredibly endearing is that 
you don't like you come on and you say today was a bad day or today I'm struggling and and you do it with your podcast as well so beautifully so I just wanted to congratulate you Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you do you know what? I honestly think it was having buzz buzz was the massive turning point for me because I suddenly felt like how is everyone else living this perfect life and I'm struggling I, I've yeah. got this this baby that I always wanted but and it wasn't terrible, you know, but I was just like, how am I not doing this when I thought I was really maternal? And it's only then when I started sharing and started having other people go, oh, no, that's me too. Yeah. And I suddenly thought, oh, hold on. Well, why, why is no one talking about this? And mm. I felt the literally the pressure ease the moment it was shared and, you know, the moment that, that those voices came back and said, me too. And that's, yeah. so that's kind of how I I live now, you know? Yeah. And I just don't... What's the point of pretending? I always think, um, you know, when Instagram stories came in and, and it was a big shock for everyone. Everyone was like, whoa. Like yeah. you've suddenly it was a culture shock. <laughs> yeah, suddenly people have accents or different angles and whoa, they're three. Like, it's just bonkers. So um, so I, uh, I feel like that was a huge shock, but I would much rather have me online, raw, no makeup, mm-hmm bed whatever and then go out and have meet someone and then go oh you scrub up well rather than <laughs> me being so filtered on yeah. Instagram and then going out and people being like oh god she is a fair so you're lowballing on Insta so when yes, you go out into totally. real life everyone's buzzing like an old fridge I get it I like it <laughs> very smart <laughs> very smart lower the expectations and then you know everyone's like whoa she can brush her hair (laughs) I honestly relate to that so much like I had this real run of bad luck with paps like it's not stopped or anything like I am never going to be that glamorous gorgeous girl who goes out and just takes these like effortless incredible pap pics when she doesn't know they're there I'll always be pulling a stupid face I'll always have baked beans on me top I'll always be like falling over or just look like it'll be a bad angle my thighs will look massive it's just never great so when I was trying to cultivate this image of a strong and confident and sexy woman on social media whenever I'd get papped it would break me heart because I'd be like Jesus Christ I am a catfish I am a catfish and everyone got onto it as well they started to be like you look nothing like your map pictures so I kind of just thought you know what fuck this and started putting up these like insta versus realities and there is no way try as they might and believe me the paps have they can get a worse picture of me than the ones i've put up on insta now i've done you lads because they would have been trying to control you by shaming you yeah so anything that you feel shame over they would take that and say well we have you actually because this we're gonna make this you So shaming you and taking away, you know, everything that all the other things that make you you. That's one photo. That's those are angles. They all become a huge part of you. But everything else you would have put out there is also you. I saw the photos you put up the other day, actually, of you when you were doing your packing and they'd taken photos of you there. Quarters. But this is someone who's doing an amazing thing. But, you know, full well the way that you are going to portray that, whatever you say, yeah. it's all about, you know, what someone looks like. And it's just, bo- it's mind boggling that at a time, you know, we all know you are absolutely gorgeous. 
Oh. You're doing, you're there doing something for charity. It's not about anything other than the fact that you're putting things in boxes. And that's going to be an emotional experience. Yeah. But you don't need someone there documenting it and making no. it a negative. Nah. Or taking it, G. Like, I don't mean to yeah. make this with something else, but they take away your ownership of it. And that's what frustrated yep. us. So I then sort of started channeling all of them frustrations through me Instagram into making that such an authentic place. And I did. Yeah. I took real inspiration from you. So thank mm. you very much. But when it comes being... to like mental health stuff, how do you feel? Like you said you posted the other one, the uh, the longer one you did about lockdown the other day, which I saw. Um, yeah. How does it make you feel when people come back and I oh, know I'm switching this around. Sorry, I am becoming a host. Bad habits. How does it make you feel? Let's have a mix up. I like it. Keep me on my toes. How does it make you feel when you do get those comments back that are that make that make you realise that you are valid and having those those opinions and thoughts and how mm. being authentic and letting people see what you would perceive or what we've all been told through different forms of media and how we've been brought up how those things are our weaknesses to realize that actually showing them makes them your strength oh honestly like I think I can I think it's it's similar to your sentiments what you said before like when you came out after the birth of of your little boy um, and you found that it gave you power and it made other people relate like the more I share um, the more I'm genuinely authentic on Instagram and discuss like me lows and, and sort of certain things I'm struggling with the more people just come out and say they're having like a similar experience so if I can open dialogues and make people feel better across my social media you best believe I'm gonna do it like it's the it's the it's the only it's the only good thing I can use that platform for and I am going Mm. to do it so it makes me feel empowered and liberated doing that and I hope I'm helping some people along the way no I'm sure you are and that's a huge reason why Have Mum Have Baby exists so we found out which ties in with what what you do and everything and and I do do think it's become a world where you know for the last few years it's all been about what you look like and what you have and I think it it's the same not in the same in motherhood but with motherhood it's how good a mum you are how you're coping what your kids are you know and I think there's such a pressure and for Have Mum Have Baby a thing that pushes me forward is that the leading cause of death in new mums is suicide. That has no. been constant. That has been constant for the last few years. The oh leading cause of death. And I think if we can talk, if we let people know that they're not alone, which is what you do every time you show your weakness and make it a strength, you're helping someone. Oh, you know I mean, you're saying so we powerful. don't have to be ashamed. Yeah, yeah. So I think the more we talk, the more we unlock it, the more we make people feel they don't have to feel like. They don't have what they have to be ashamed of feeling certain feelings the more you're helping to keep doing what you're doing basically because you're doing it right back at you right back at you um I'm going to talk to you about happy mum happy baby in a second because you had an amazing guest recently which I just need to get who you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) I need to get a little bit a little bit of inside info on that one um but before I do I just wanted to find out You've touched on it a little bit. How is life in lockdown with three kids, really? Because you've got three boys. You've got Buzz, Buddy mm-hmm. and Max, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spill the tea, um, G. 
you know what? It's really chaotic and loud. And every time we come out to clap for carers on a Thursday, um, we have some comment from our neighbours to say, oh, the boys sound like they're having fun. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, so that's... They are heard. <laughs> that's such a lauded comment as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, they say it with a smile. And you're just like, can you hear them all the day? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of, you know what? There's laughter. The, a lot of the pressure is eased. At the same time, there are meltdowns galore. There are, there's hitting, you know, there's, it's chaotic in lots of ways. But if I compare my, compare our situation to where we were nine weeks ago, mm. we're doing all right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, even in terms of, I think the boys knowing that we're not going anywhere, dinner time has somehow become calmer. You know, Ooh. we all sit around, we all talk. Um, so we're managing to find little nuggets because they are nuggets they're not <laughs> continuous um little nuggets of times so that you kind of sit in and you kind of go aren't we incredibly lucky to be here all the five of us um you know and then the other times sort of putting your hair out and you kind of go why don't you listen to me why am I such a parrot you know? but they're <laughs> also what's incredible is so we're talking about online stuff as well and it's so important to follow people who inspire you and make you feel good yeah. um and I know right now we're all kind of searching for things to do with our kids but um two um Instagram pages that I actually really love the Joy Journal and Five Minute Mum, um, just mm. because they give you ideas to do, but they're also really practical. So even mm. with the Joy Journal, when she says stuff um, that she likes doing, and it's all beautifully pictured and stuff, and Laura's incredible. Um, however, she was she will say she'll tell you how long it takes to set up, how much mess it will make, and how much attention <laughs> the kids will have. So she gives you what you need to know. Yeah. Is it a five minute thing? You know, yeah. are they going to literally be in it for five minutes? Because then it, it manages. I think expectations is a huge part of lockdown as a parent. Mm. You've got to lower them, really lower <laughs> those expectations. Because if you know, look, you can set this up and it will be a lovely activity. It might only hold their attention for two minutes. That's oh. fine. I can yeah. deal with that rather than setting things up and thinking they're going to be invested for an hour and then feeling like, oh, this all went wrong. It's like you before just want lockdown. to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like before lockdown, you see everyone out and they're going on these amazing trips. And you're like, oh my God, we need to go out and we need to go on an amazing trip. And then, you know, you organize this trip and it's going to be the best day ever. Uh-huh. And then you get there, there's 10,000 meltdowns. No one wants to do anything. No one wants to put their shoes on to even get out the door <laughs> in the first place. There's arguments in the car. It's all falling to pot. However, the little moment of joy will come when you're not expecting it, when you're not trying to shoehorn in the joy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of, it has, yeah. to, it has to be spontaneous. So that is, yeah. So lockdown for me, it's been a massive learning curve. I always hate giving any indication that it's going well during conversations like these when anyone asks because you don't want to tempt fate. <laughs> yeah, the afternoon will be full of meltdowns if I say yes, it's going well. Do you know what I mean? I'll come off this and I'll walk straight into a massive situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, don't worry, we've not tempted fate. You've kept, you've hedged your thanks. bets. You're going to be thanks. fine. <laughs> may, may the odds be in your favour. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I always have a good case of Oh, Giovanna, I am absolutely loving speaking to you. You're just like a little ball of energy and everything you're saying is so insightful. Lucky for everyone listening, there is a part two, so we'll welcome you back then. (laughs) I'm going to leave everybody with a little cliffhanger, a celebrity secret. So one of my friends has given us a little 
tidbit of information on how to deal with little ones in lockdown. So my secret to surviving lockdown with the little ones is actually just rolling with the punches. When uh, we first found out that we were going to be um, going through lockdown, I actually did completely the wrong thing and just let everyone go a bit feral. Have, you know, your pick of the snack drawer and let's just watch movies and let's just long it out and just see how we get on. And then I just realised actually, no, we all, we all still do need boundaries. You still do need some structure. Everyone needs some structure just to get through the day. You want to know when your breakfast is and your lunch is and kids really, really need it. So now my new rule is get all your homework done. Make sure you have a bounce on the trampoline so you get some exercise and uh, make sure you speak to your friends. So that's it. I don't really know if I've even given an answer. Roll with the punches. Do the best you can. It's enough. All these people saying try and find, you know, a new language to speak. Bake some banana bread. I mean, I can't bake that. I think it's enough just to get by and just to make sure that everyone's okay and that the army, all your soldiers, they're all okay at the end of the day. They're all present and accounted for. I think just that's it. Do the best you can. I've got a really loud bird here. I'm in the garden. This is where I am uh, trying to get some peace and quiet. Make sure you tune in to part two to find out who the secret celeb is. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 